0: This is episode number 493 with Cassie DePeckle. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Twain once said, travel is fatal to prejudice, bigotry, and narrow-mindedness, and many of our people need it sorely on these accounts. Broad, wholesome, charitable views of men and things cannot be acquired by vegetating in one little corner of the earth all one's lifetime. Welcome to episode 493. We've got a great show for you today. I'm excited about this topic, about traveling the world and our guest today is Cassie DePeckel. She's a world traveler, environmental activist, explorer, women's rights, and peace activist, triathlete, entrepreneur, you name it, she's doing it. And in July of 2015, after a year and a half of planning, saving money, obtaining sponsors and endorsements, she launched on her expedition on a stage at a major public event called the World Domination Summit. And in 2017, at just 27 years old, she finished her journey, which was called Expedition 196, in a Guinness World Record time. And as of February 2017, she traveled to 196 countries alone as a female all over the world. And Cassie has some incredible stories to share and lessons that she learned while traveling the world alone. But first off, we talked about what Cassie learned while being on the TV show Naked and Afraid. Also, how she handled running out of money only six months into her 18-month expedition and how she stayed on track to complete her goal even when it looked like she wasn't able to. Why committing to your goal is so crucial to achieving it the biggest lessons that she learned about herself while traveling the world alone, and the power of making your own choices instead of listening to other people make them for you. This is going to be a big one. If you've ever traveled the world or any parts of the world, you know how meaningful it is and what actually opens up to you and the awareness that you bring into your own life when you come back home. And for those who haven't traveled much, then I urge you to listen and explore this in your own way. So let's go ahead and dive into this episode
1: number 493 with Cassie DePeckle. Take your business further with a smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at Select Business Merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you visit a state as big and diverse as Texas, there are a million different trips you can take. Let's say you've got an appetite for whitewater kayaking. You can get your own, so this is why they call it Devil's River, trip to Texas. Or maybe you have an actual appetite. I'll take a pound of brisket, six ribs, uh, three links of sausage, and a, a piece of pecan pie. Trip to Texas. Go to TravelTexas.com slash get your own for the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. Travel is great, but planning for travel can be time-consuming and difficult. That's where One Travel comes in. With OneTravel, you'll find everything you need to book the perfect trip. Flights, hotels, cars, transportation, it's all right there. With One Travel, you can book online, via app, or even pick up the phone and talk to a travel advisor ready to help you make your selections. Visit oneTravel.com/slash music or call eight five five-437-2154. Plan it, book it, live it. One travel.
0: Welcome back everyone to the School of Greatness Podcast. Very excited about our guest, Cassie DePeckle. In the house. Good to see you. How are you?
2: Thanks for having me. Good. How are you?
0: I'm excited to. I'm doing good. I'm excited you're here because you've done something no one else on this show has done, except for maybe Chris Gilliboo, but I'm not even sure if he's done what you've done. But you've he's been so- to 196 countries. Is there, I didn't yes. even know there were 196 countries, first off, in the world, but they're not all of them are countries. They're, they're something else or what? What are they sovereign called? Sovereign
2: nations. Sovereign nations.
0: Yeah. What is the difference between a sovereign nation and a country. So they,
2: they have a centralized government, monetary system and um yeah, they're kind of independent from from other countries. Right. right? Like okay. Puerto Rico is part of the state, so I didn't go to Puerto Rico and same with Scotland's oh. part of the UK, so I had to go to like London and Northern Ireland and got yeah it. So, so it you didn't go to Puerto of... Rico. I didn't go. Yeah. Cuz it's Aruba, part of the state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. exactly.
0: Got you. So, now, uh, you made this declaration this announcement in 2015 at an event that I was speaking at. Called World Domination Summit, yeah, and that you said you are going to go on this trip, right, and do 196 countries, and how how long?
2: Uh, I I said two and a half years, but I knew that it was going to be a year and a half. But really? I was like, just, just in, in case, case I, try, I get like
0: kidnapped to... <laughs> or I'm in jail or yeah, whatever. or someone's
2: trying to beat my record.
0: You Ooh, know, uh, I got
2: to be a little bit careful with my. Uh, oh, you want to you say know? two and a half, but actually, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but... how
0: long did you did you plan this out beforehand?
2: Yeah, so it took uh, a year and five months to plan out the entire thing. Wow. Um, yeah, I had to start off with uh, just mapping it all out, and then I had to find the nonprofit endorsement, the supporters, the funding, then the visas, and the set-up social media, the website, the branding, everything. Just, yeah, it took a year and a half to really get it going. How
0: many visas did you get?
2: Oh, that's a question I don't think I can even, I mean, it must, because there is visas kind of in advance and one's on arrival and right, I don't know, maybe around 30, something okay. like that, 40. Wow. Yeah.
0: How much did the whole thing cost?
2: So it was, I it was about 110,000 and- To go to
0: every country? Yes. it's not that bad when it's you think not, about it.
2: It's not bad. It could be a little bit more, it could be a little bit less because I kind of had to take a new- um, a, Take into account kind of the free hotels and flights yes. and everything that I got as well. So, but it was around that figure.
0: So the flight, so that was not including the free stuff you got, the sponsored stuff.
2: I think that was including the free got stuff. It. So if yeah. you went on
0: every flight and yeah. paid for every hotel, then that's kind of what the that's costs. what it costs, yeah. Grand. yeah, yeah. To see the world, that's not a bad yeah, yeah. ticket, you know. Yeah, a and- for a world.
2: And you're on a budget, too. Like, I wasn't staying in, you Yeah, you're you not know.
0: staying in the Ritz-Carlton or whatever. Yeah, like, no, no. But you're not staying in a hostel, either, right? No,
2: no. So it's kind of in between. A lot of mm. Airbnbs, local bed and breakfasts. and wow. um, Yeah, so.
0: Now, before this expedition and journey, you were doing door-to-door sales. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I was I was in D.C. kind of going door-to-door, business-to-business, selling a cell phone service Ooh. to people that just didn't want that or They needed. didn't want a month. Yep, spit in the face, like Ooh. dead of winter in DC, Yee. you know. That's the not best lessons, fun. though.
0: You learn the most going door to door. Do. I did door to door selling books. You did? For a guy that couldn't read. That was really? kind of ironic, yeah. Oh, man. I only That's did it for like a day and a half. Really? <laughs> I was like, this is not for yeah.
2: me. Yeah. Oh, and you're on commission, too, right? So it's, it's like, all
0: commission, yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it was a struggle. It was like a college summer thing. And I was just like, there's no, no way.
2: No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. But you do learn a lot.
0: How long did you do it for?
2: I did it for six months. That's, that's all I could hold out. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. People really came and went. It was one of those pyramid scheme things, Eww. so I didn't find out till after, and I went to oh, go man. get unemployment, because I was, like, unemployed, and, they, like, no. and then they couldn't even get a hold of them. Like, oh, you know, wow. they're like, yeah, we're still in business, but they were. It was- Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, not a wow. good situation. Okay.
0: So, you are doing that, and then how did you come up with this idea to go on an expedition, and why the expedition around the world?
2: Um. So, I will bring up the show that I was on, just because it was- we'll it bring was it up. Yeah, it it was. She
0: so came up with this during okay. the show.
2: So yeah, so one day after work, I was watching TV, my roommate's TV, and I saw a bunch of naked people running across the, the you TV were like, screen. I want to be that person. I was like, I need to be there right now. Like, uh-huh. I need to be in that situation. And um, so I filled out a casting application. It was for a Discovery show, and yeah, I just what was it called Naked in the naked Jungle? And afraid, naked, naked and afraid. And afraid. Yeah, okay. you are afraid. You know. You were terrified. You afraid. Well, there's you camera people that aren't naked. Yeah, right? that's the weird thing. And they were all men, too. My first like. No way. My first ten days was all like, even the camera guys.
0: Everyone, sound people, they're all like, just take your clothes yeah, off.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, they're just the watching you the boat. all day. <laughs> yeah. That's weird, yeah. isn't it? It was weird. It was. It wasn't. And fun. they're
0: like eating like sandwiches oh, and hamburgers, yeah, and you're like, I know
2: they'd be having an egg salad sandwich, and I'm no like, no way. Yeah, oh, I gotta. Now I gotta forge, and I can't forge. I mean let be honest. I can oh, wow. eat like a coconut. Anyways, so the the experience was I survived, but the, it was the best worst experience in my life and up until that point. And afterwards, I didn't realize it's like when you sign those papers, like... The hate could like really destroy you or you're going to get, we're going to edit you in a certain way to make you look a certain way. Any way they want. You know, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, how'd that snail taste? I'm like, well, I'm grateful to have a snail, you know? And then they'd be like, but was it crunchy? And then I'm like, okay, it was a crunchy, disgusting snail. And it's, you know, like, um, so that's kind of how it went. And yeah, the aftermath of it, like the hate, I'm like, oh, am I really that terrible of a person? Am I really that selfish? Am I really what they're saying? And I'd never experienced that before. So, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I want to do something bigger than myself. And I want to pursue my dream of going to every country. That I'd always had this like dream of going to every country in the world since I did travel before, mm-hmm. before this expedition a little bit. And so how old were um, you at this time? I was 24. Yeah, 24. And I was like, you know, I got to make it happen. You know, I have to make it happen. So I moved out to LA for the weather. Like, yeah.
0: let's be honest. Where, you were living like, in DC, miserable. Yeah, I was cold. living
2: in DC. Yep. Then I drove across and I, You know, I was like, I drove across in three and a half days. I was like, I just booked it. I didn't have any money, you know, going off my savings. And right when I got to the last pit stop before my apartment that I had paid first and last up on Lake Arrowhead, (laughs) um, I'm filling my tank and it stops halfway. Mm. I ran out of money. Like Mm. my debit card was, was out. I was like, okay, I think I can get up that hill up to Lake Arrowhead. Okay. And I did. And at that point, I was like, I never want to be in this situation again. And, I have to make this, this expedition happen. So I started, like, I was babysitting full time, two jobs, 85 hours a week for that, like, year and a half while I was planning to out. To save this money whole, and planning. Yeah. Yeah. I saved up about 10 grand during that time. Um, but yeah, that was, that was even really challenging, you know, like, you know, raising kids and I myself don't want kids. So I was like, I'm not it's not like I'm furthering that part of my life either yeah, really yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Um, but it was great I mean the the kids were great and everything and but it was a lot of hard work and I was I really stressed out and trying to plan this whole thing and trying to find sponsors I had no idea what yeah. that even was so
0: wow and so then you yeah. you kind of realize okay I can make this happen. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you kind of were putting the pieces together. You were getting a sponsor here and there. You got mm-hmm. like a flight sponsor, is that right? You got some hotel mm-hmm. sponsors, yep. I'm assuming. Yep. How are, what are all the sponsors you've got? Travel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hotels?
2: Cash, goods, and services. So some companies, you know, cash sponsorship, some were services, um, travel services, like insurance, that yeah. sort of thing, and then goods like flights and hotels and stuff. And, yeah, I had no idea what you know, what a sponsor was and I didn't know where to go. I looked at people like Michael Phelps and Mm. I was like, how does he get a sponsor? You know, how does he, how is he? the best in the world and he's got a massive audience. How is he like promoting these brands and what does that even mean? So yeah, it took, it took committing to the idea. Like, I don't think people realize, like, the amount of commit- – you have to fully commit to- in order to make something like this happen. You can't just be like, yeah, we'll see if I can get a sponsor. It's like once you have to, you have to commit yourself, then you have to go after it, like, 110%. It's got to be, like, living, breathing, like, your your whole life, you know, and that's how you're going to make it happen.
0: It's almost – I tell people sometimes, like, if if your life was on the line for your dream, like, and yeah. they had a gun to your head, yeah. in 30 days you had to get a sponsor or you were dead. Yeah. I – Guarantee you'd figure out a way to get that sponsor, you know what I mean? Or you'd figure something out exactly if your life was on the line. Yeah, I think people don't want it enough sometimes. They're like, and like you said, Mm -hmm. unless you're 110% in, it's like if you're half in, you're not gonna go all, yeah, you're not gonna go after it. So, so you've got all these sponsors,
2: yeah, and I didn't get all of them to fund the whole trip, so um, I had just enough, and then by the time when I left, um, at the summit, I I was like ready to go, and then um, you know, at that point, I had about ten thousand saved up from my babysitting jobs because I just like had no social life for that year. Right, right. I mean, Unless just be honest, yeah, yeah. I was like drinking a bottle of wine in my uh, my apartment alone most nights. Sure. You know, um, I had to save as much as possible, and so yeah, I had that. Then I had a few sponsors to kind of get me going through the first like six months, and I was like, they'll come. I'll be in the media, and then they'll co- they'll start right. coming along. Sure you know, enough. now like. Big mistake, you know? Um, so about six months in, I was, I don't know, maybe about 40 or so countries in at that point. Uh, it was January. I, I ran out. Like, I ran I was—I ran out uh, dry, you know? And I had these sponsors, these commitments. And I was like, you know, I had to come back home to Connecticut. I didn't really? tell anyone. I was like, I'm going to have to, like, quit, you know? Like, mm. this is extremely embarrassing. I can't tell anyone I'm coming home. Like, oh. so I didn't, you know? Only my parents knew. And I was like, what am I going to do? they're like, you gotta, you gotta keep pushing. My dad especially is like, you gotta push, you gotta do what you were doing and do it now, like 110% again. And so I did in those two weeks, I I was able to rack up enough to get going. That I was like, you know what? I can't stop. Now I got to just keep this going throughout. It's not like, you know, I got to keep, you know, going on LinkedIn, reaching out to CEOs, sending my pitch, my deck, my proposal, like every single morning so that I can continue to obtain funding to cover the rest of this trip. So what
0: do you do? You just reach out to CEOs and say, hey, can you give me a thousand bucks or?
2: Oh, I, yeah. I wish it were, <laughs> you know, I wish it were that easy. But I, um, and I, that did work once. Sure. Well, yeah. it was for flights. It was like the CEO yeah, here yeah. in New Zealand. and I was like, well, you want to? The mm-hmm. cat you know, sponsor my trip, and he's like, yeah, sure, you know, but that was a fluke thing. Right, know? right.
0: And what are these people getting in return from, you know, them helping you out?
2: Yeah, so, um, of course, the media, when I finished, I think they saw that, but it was a huge risk for them to take. Um, You know, I'm a woman traveling alone. Who knows what's going to happen in their mind? It was a huge risk, but I was filming an educational documentary, and that, from the beginning, was something that I decided to commit to, and um, they wanted to be seen in that, you know, like, for a cause, you know, a cause documentary, and they saw kind of, like... All right, we'll we'll contribute. You know, biting their tongue, right, right, taking a risk, um, but it's paid off, and I think now they see that, and um, I still have strong relationships with a, with a few of them. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. But
0: so you were just you you just kept emailing people and reaching out, and and they would mm-hmm. what would get them to kind of like support you then? You
2: know, actually, I gotta say a big. A, there were, so networking is huge. And before I left on my expedition, the International Institute of Peace Through Tourism was the organization who endorsed my expedition, not financially, but they connect me to a lot of people and i went to their symposium in johannesburg um six months before i left and i met a lot of people there i met um naomi king and nandy mandela nelson mandela's granddaughter and martin luther king juniors sister sister-in-law and it was like a huge peacemaking event and that's where i really met a lot of influential people and the king of spain was one of them wow. and, uh, yeah but that's they, they're kind of like let me cl- connect you to this person this person so i ended up attending the um world travel and tourism council summit and that was a Big um, kind of like the jackpot for me for finding mm, sponsors. Really? And I, I was just there for the third year in a row two weeks ago I was in Bangkok. But there it's like you have the CEO of Expedia, um, of Airbnb, of mm-hmm. you know, you know, Cruise Line, you know, everything. And so I'd kind of dress up, you know, get a decent outfit give them my pamphlet with my face on it. Sure, this sure. is what I have to offer. And just like grill marketing, you know? And that's yeah. how I was able to, to get a lot of my sponsors so you got well. them through that, that I event? I on and... that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah every okay.
1: year.
0: Crazy. So every flight was taken care of?
2: Oh, no.
0: You had to no. pay for a lot of Yeah,
2: I had to pay for a lot of flights. Yeah. But and you I... got
0: cash from people to pay for it too. Yeah, I did. So I did. essentially sponsor. it was paid for. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Right. Exactly. And I use like... Credit card, you know that I got the um the point geez. deal. Yeah, I tried to get into that. It was for me. It was it wasn't really that easy. The like thing. travel
0: hacking thing. It's kind of hard, right? It is. So you're always yeah. opening a new credit card and always. Yeah,
2: like, I would like email Chris. I'm like, but I didn't want to ask him too much. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah um give away secrets for free but i was like i gotta figure this out on my own i never
0: really did so what was the whole vision then was it to promote like traveling alone as a woman was it Mm -hmm. to promote education what was promote going Mm -hmm. after a dream was it like promote doing the impossible and making it possible was it to break a world record Mm -hmm. you know what was the real mission
2: that's the question i think to this (laughs) no so it was to break a guinness world record um, and become which f- was, which was the fastest person to travel to every country, every sovereign nation. And that was actually kind of led to the women's achievement aspect of it because six months in Guinness records emailed me and said, we're breaking the record category up into s- two separate ones. So female and male females get four years to break the record and males get three years to break the record. I'm like. Why do women need more time to travel? Mm, interesting. More lung capacity, maybe? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in this. Wow, that's funny. So, um, so I didn't agree with that. So I was like, you know, I, I fought that like till the very end, and finally they're like, okay, you know, we have we will have still the fastest person, but then you'll get all you'll get another category as well, fastest female side so two it. or whatever. Um, and then it just came down to the women's achievement aspect. My dad was like, you're you're a woman you know, and you're traveling alone to these places, you should really be talking about that more. And I'm like, ah, I never thought of myself as, I mean, I, I know, <laughs> like I know a woman, but I never was really into like women's rights and everything. I just kind of lived my life and I, I just didn't, wasn't really, I don't know, I guess I wasn't that educated on it, mm. you know? Um, so I thought maybe going into like Saudi Arabia or promoting women's rights wasn't something I should do because I wasn't really educated on it or informed that well. Yeah. But I started educating myself on it, and that's I started getting passionate about women's achievement, um, promoting more women's achievement, women's empowerment, and then the sustainability aspect of it. So promoting peace through sustainable tourism. So just in, you know, I could break it all apart. But pretty my goal was to promote peace through sustainable tourism and women's empowerment through breaking two Guinness World Records and becoming the first woman on record to do so. Got it. That's that. There you go.
0: <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And what were some of the. Uh... Uh, most unsafe places you went to then that you thought um, maybe weren't going to be that bad but actually were and the places that you thought were going to be bad that actually weren't.
2: Yeah. Um, so I would say uh, one country that I, I didn't think was going to be that bad was probably Somalia. And I was like, should I go to Somalia land? Which is obviously, it's, a, it's an okay place to go. Um, they're pretty peaceful actually right now. But I was like, no, I'm going go to go into Mogadishu and like have the real experience of Somalia. And so, and that place was pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Probably Alone the worst. as a woman, was it like yeah. scary? Were you like yeah. turning your yeah. head left and right everywhere? It's just, you have to take an armored vehicle to go two Shut minutes up. to the hotel. What? And
0: From like the airport?
2: Yeah. And the hotel, I was like, I'll just walk there. I'll walk to the hotel. And they're like, no hotel.
0: way. You're kidnapped and dead.
2: Yeah. They're like, no, we have to, and we have to have a truck behind you and in front of you with, with guards, with machine guns and What? Everything. Just to get to the hotel? Yes. I was like, wow. I wasn't. I've, I didn't even get that in Afghanistan and Kabul and Syria and any of the other countries I've been to. I'm surprised so, they
0: even just let you in. Then why would they? Even, I know.
2: I know. I don't. What's the point if there's the, that much of a risk? Yeah, exactly. If They have to spend that know. much
0: money just to escort you. I know.
2: And they, they're so, they're so humble. They actually sponsored me. I was wow. like, you know, and they're called the Peace Hotel too. So I think they just really appreciated, you know, what I was trying to promote. And then they took me around, and they're like, okay, we can get out now. Okay, there's something weird over there. You know, it was very like. You know, wow. you're on your toes, you know. Um, and then, you know, Kabul wasn't really, I thought Kabul was going to be worse, but it really wasn't, you know. I mean, just covered up and walked around and I talked to some guys on the street, you know, filmed them. Asked Fully them covered up. Of, yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't wear the full burqa, right. but just the hijab. Your face was Yeah. Exposed. Not even, yeah, the face was exposed. But everything else was covered up, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're not allowed to go around exposed. And then- you cannot, yeah. The face is okay. The
2: face is okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: What happens if you were exposed? Like your arms or like your, you know, your knees below or something? Yeah,
2: that's a good question.
0: You didn't test it. I don't know if I
2: want to try. (laughs) (laughs) I'll leave that up to someone else. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that. You want to respect their culture. Of course. Of course. Um, and that's really important, especially as a woman. You you mm. want to go and respect So when I was actually heading into Saudi Arabia, I thought I had to wear the full burqa, like you know, only the eyes to be seen. And so I was putting on the the hijab and wearing my abaya and on the plane and women were like, No, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> really? <have to> <laughs> I was like, All right. So I have my hair down like this and just this long abaya kind of thing.
0: And they were like, It's cool.
2: And that was fine, yeah. That was fine. So wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app state farm lets you do things your way so when you need help protecting the things that matter most remember to say like a good neighbor state farm is there powerful what's crazy what's the so where did you go into it expecting and then what did you come out of it learning
2: um okay so i think what i expected was number one i'd die in a plane crash
0: you thought that was going to happen? I thought
2: it was really, that was going to be my demise. Really? Yeah, of everything. Why? I don't know. I just, yeah, I kind of had a So many flying, flights yeah. and you're like,
0: uh, what are the odds, just, you know? Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. How many flights did you take? A little over 250. Oof. I stopped counting. A That's, lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's like 20,000 trees. And
0: what uh, consisted of a, how much time in a country did you have to spend for mm-hmm. that to count?
2: Yeah. Um. For me, Okay, so for Guinness, you had to get your passport stamped, stamped, and leave the airport. That's it. So yeah, she could have left and walked back in. Yeah, and I did that in a few places, about ten to fifteen places. Like, I'm not gonna lie, you know. And it came down to budgeting too. It's not like I can really Tuvalu, okay, the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and you know they had a flight coming in. Their next flight leaving wasn't for the the, until the following week, and they have like two hotels on the islands. They're like two hundred bucks a night, and I'm like. I can't be here for like a week waiting yeah. for the next for 200 night. I mean, so you went out for like so I 10 minutes skirt, or you just kind of w- I circled right around, you know? Yeah. went out for 10 minutes, came back in and
0: so like looked around and like, yeah, see you later. Got a
2: photo, got my GPS, got my proof and then scooted out. And that's, that happened in like 10 to 15 countries. You, know? you gotta just,
0: hack it a little bit sometimes. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. And so, what's the
0: country you stayed the longest in intentionally? Not because mm-hmm. of like, Oh, I didn't have the visa or some, you know, hiccup.
2: Yeah. Um, so according to Guinness with the regulations, I, I wasn't able to spend more than 14 days in a country either. So I kind of had that limitation. Mm. Um, so I spent about two weeks in Russia and St. Petersburg, and I also was a good week in Pakistan. And a good week in Mongolia.
0: Because I'm sure some of these places you wanted to like explore, right? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you have to go back again. Yeah, yeah. It's exhausting.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Might as well enjoy the process, not just like check it off a list, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. And so I I had to pick and choose, you Mm. know, Um, for my, like, I really wanted to be in the Mongolian wilderness, like, for my birthday. Mm -hmm. So I was able to get sponsored by this yurt camp, and there was no cell phone reception, no Wi Fi. Like, no one was even staying there until my last day. So I was really alone for for that full week and in the wild and there was a little husky dog who followed me around and we went on hikes and like that was really uh one of the most memorable times on my expedition Mm. just because it was so like peaceful right that's cool yeah
0: what's the biggest lesson you learned about yourself on the journey
2: um i think you know so to never judge anyone and to be completely open-minded Um, I think when I went into this, I was definitely a much more selfish person, I'd say. Um, And I didn't really have a complete understanding about the world and religions and everything. And so this expedition really opened up my eyes to be more humble towards all people cultures ethnic ethnicities genders you know um everything and cultural differences as well and to really not just accept but appreciate and learn someone's story not just go there and and kind of talk about the weather but learn learn their story and learn where they come from and what makes them happy and and that's one thing i realized on this trip too is how how kind really everyone is around the world. We see all this negative stuff on the media and in the news, but um, at the end of the day, everyone just wants to help one another and they yeah. just want a hot plate in front of them. They want a roof over their head. They want a loving family and that's just a universal thing that everyone wants. And So I've learned to just really appreciate people more, more in general and becoming less judgmental and more accepting.
0: Mm. Right? Wow, yeah. that's cool. And is there one person you met that really stood out?
2: Ooh, I've been asked that a couple of times that it's so hard to kind of to think about that one. But maybe um,
0: shifted your perspective on something in life
2: or yeah. open you up to a different
0: way of thinking. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, oh, man. That's actually a good question. There are so many people that really, I would say um, there's someone I met in in Syria, actually, And this was most recently and she, she was my age and we were sharing a taxi and she said goodbye to her sisters and I didn't know they were her sisters, but she was like, I saw her, I was sitting in the back. I saw her kind of tearing up in the front rear rear rearview mirror. And I asked her, you know, who were they and what was that about? And she said, well, she's 27. She's leaving her, her sisters. She's leaving Syria for the first time. This was in Latakia. And she's going to go be with her husband, who's a refugee in Germany. And wow. um, she's the next day. I was going to go into Yemen alone, and she was about to get on her first ever flight. You know, to go to some foreign country, Germany, for her that was a big deal. You know, and, absolutely. And for me, going to Yemen was a big deal. So it didn't matter, you know, where we were from. It didn't matter our religion, anything at that time. But what we connect, like we connected, we both knew. Th- the universal word of love, you know, and she's like, I love you. And I was like, you know, it was just this moment that I I'd never really had that sort of moment on the expedition until then. Mm. And it was just um yeah, it was really special and really eye opening. And um yeah, so she definitely changed changed me mm. a lot. That's cool. Mm. What do you say
0: to people about uh who have who don't think they're allowed to go after their dreams or mm. allowed to go after something crazy or mm. some expedition or journey. Mm because maybe they don't think they have the resources that they're not capable of, mm. you know, maybe all the things that maybe you were struggling with at one point of like mm-hmm. tackling this journey. What would you say to people who are mm. trying to do something more?
2: Um, You know, you own your life, right? And I, it's, it's hard to, to act on something you want to do when, you know, especially if you're under your parents' roof or people all around you are telling you you can't do something. But at the end of the day, you own your life, and you know your truth more than anyone else. Um, you, you're you born alone. You know. You die alone. I mean, just thinking of the scientific aspect of it, you know, and you know what you go through in your life. You can achieve anything that you set your mind to. You know what you can do, and you own your life. And at the end of the day, you have to think about that. We're here for such a short period of time, you know, a few years mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, yeah. and you just have to take advantage of these moments and- pursue um pursue your own life in that yeah. way pursue yeah. your own path
0: so how do you feel after now you know year and a half or two years almost how do you mm-hmm. feel after and are you able to travel uh with a sense of like relaxation now or more mm-hmm. like i don't know a different sense yeah. or and what are you focused on now what's the vision moving forward
2: mm-hmm. um so i'm tired now yeah <laughs> it's a, it's <laughs> a lot of travel a lot of plane um, rides yeah yeah but um it's so right now. It's actually great because everyone's like, "What's next?" I hate that question. I, know, it's I mean, the worst. You know, I what's exciting for me right now is focusing on my career. You Which know? is what? And you know, speaking engagements, kind of furthering this message of you know promoting peace through tourism, women's achievement um, all over the world on a grander scale. You know, through speaking, through branding, through starting my own nonprofit completely offsetting my carbon footprint by 2020 through my nonprofit, you know, Mm -hmm. finishing up the book, the documentary. So it's, it's kind of working on my career, but working to address, you know, three or so of the UN sustainable development goals and helping people pursue their own projects, aiming to address one of the UN sustainable development goals. Because I think we all, you know, entrepreneurial or not, um, we get into these career fields and um, you know, for money, obviously to survive, but we can also focus on, Enhancing our world mm-hmm. um, And I think The UN Sustainable Development Goals Is a great guideline to, to doing so I mean Starting little projects Or going abroad And doing so And so I think people Just really need to focus On that in their careers That's at yeah. least What I'm trying to Sure sure To educate at least That's cool Through my mission Very cool yeah.
0: um, Awesome Was there anything You wish you You want to share more of Before I get to The final few questions Anything you think Would be meaningful to share Or um, Valuable for people To, to understand about the world or your travels or yeah if Um, anyone wants to go on their own trip yeah any advice you'd give for them Mm -hmm.
2: yeah i would just say you really have to study your mentors um people who inspire you not follow in their footsteps but study them and know them and know how they got to where they are um and kind of take tips and tricks tricks from like where they've you know the the lessons they've learned their failures in order to create your own success and be 100 percent passionate about it, 100% committed to it and um yeah, you'll make it you'll make it happen.
0: Cool, Sometimes. cool. Well, a couple final questions for you. Where can we uh learn more about you online? Where can we connect with your message and everything you're talking about your nonprofit? Yeah,
2: your yeah. Uh so the nonprofit will be up hopefully Later this year, cool. but um, doing actually Google Expeditions, kind of educating people on what I did through that through Google Expeditions. So I'm working on that course now. It should be out in the summer. Cool. Um, but Cassie uh, Cassiedepeckle.com, if you want to learn about my project, Expedition196.com, and then of course I'm on social media, Instagram, Cassie Depeckle, Cassie Depeckle on Facebook, and cool. Depeckle elsewhere. <laughs> cool,
0: cool, awesome, so, yeah. um, cool. Uh, well, before I ask the final couple of questions. Uh, what are you most grateful for?
2: Um, my health. Because I don't think I'd be able to do any of this if it weren't for my health. Yeah. And um, I think I have my parents to thank for that, because for raising me <laughs> healthy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, it stems from health, and that's mm-hmm. uh, something I'm really passionate about as well. So
0: that's cool. Yeah. yeah. You seem fit, seem healthy, well, and you probably wouldn't be able to go on a journey like that if you're unhealthy. I mean, you probably yeah. need to. You have
2: to keep with up the, with it. Yeah. With I was all... only sick once, which I think was shocking. That's powerful. Shocking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you probably take but, a
0: million shots, huh? God, you gotta get all those vaccines. <laughs> That's <crazy>. Otherwise, you're. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to acknowledge you for a moment for your incredible courage to go on a journey like this alone, yeah. even though maybe it didn't seem like it was very courageous for you. But I think for a lot of women, it's probably you know something they would never think about going to every country alone. So to be an example That's and to sure. yeah and to really like say, hey, you can do this, and here's what is possible and here's what you need to look out for and don't do it blindly, but you did it and you accomplished your dream and your goal. I think it's powerful. So, yeah, Lewis, I really for appreciate that. it. Yeah. Thanks. Um, this is called The Three Truths. So uh, if there was three things you could share with the world about all your lessons you've learned from the, the naked TV show to the journey around the world to childhood, to everything you've ever done, and you could just share three truths. What would your three truths be? Three lessons.
2: Okay. Um, I would say um, embrace failure. Okay. Number one. Um, use fear as fuel to your inner fire. Um, whether that's like fear from hatred online or from an experience, use that as fuel um, to pursue your own passion and to pr- like really pursue it big. Mm-hmm. Um and of course, embrace embrace your failures, and then, um, yeah, and then I would just say, l- learn someone's story, mm. be respectful, be accepting of people, and learn their story, and be completely open minded towards humanity. What's what the cool. to, offer, That's to cool. offer? Yeah,
0: yeah, awesome. Final question is, what's your definition of greatness?
2: Um, let's see. I think. This is going to sound really cheesy, but um, being humble towards others and embracing your own successes, um, you know, like yeah. don't depend on others to tell you whether or not you've succeeded or not. It could be something big. It could be something small, but embrace the work that you put into something. Um, embrace your own successes and 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 just to be really humble towards other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Cassie, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, off. Lewis. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank thanks. <laughs> there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Cassie. If you did, make sure to share with your friends. Lewishouse.com slash 493. Tweet me out. Say hi to me there. Tag me on Instagram Story. I'm always replying to people over on Instagram Story. Post it on your Instagram feed. Let me know what you think. Have you explored the world? Is this making you think more about traveling alone, even if you've been afraid? Make sure to share with me in the comments, on the show notes, or on social media. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. We've got some big episodes coming up. We're almost coming up on the 500th episode. What would you guys like to hear or have me talk about on episode 500? Let me know over on Instagram or Twitter or message me online, wherever you'd like to message me. Tell me. 500, almost at half a thousand episodes. It's hard to believe but I'm so grateful we're almost there because you guys make me want to continue to find the best information, the most inspiring individuals in the world to show us how to unlock the greatness within us. Let me know your thoughts at Lewis Howes on social media. I love you very much, and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.